Welcome, guys, to another episode of Flawless Fridays. Now, if this is your first time listening, as I'm sure a lot of you are, this is just a weekly segment I have, a shorter one, like 10 to 20 minutes maximum, where I go over some topic that piqued my interest throughout the week or that I you know, felt some need in developing a bit further my ideas on. And yeah, so that's what you're going to be listening to right now. And today's topic is one that, you know, because I've been watching a lot of Jordan Peterson recently. And with that, I came to, or I came across a very interesting interview he gave. Well, I guess it's not really an interview. It's more, you know, it was on stage just answering people's questions on the crowd. And I want to address one question that I found particularly interesting, not only the question, but how he answered as well. And then some of my thoughts on it. Of course. Now, I want to preface all of this with the idea that if we want to change the world, we should start with ourselves. And I feel like nowadays it's so easy, you know, with this current situation of Corona going around where, you know, you probably can't leave home or if you can, you're very limited in what you can do. A lot of stores are closed. Maybe your business got shut down. Maybe your school got shut down. Maybe you got fired. And in a way, a lot of us just find ourselves in a situation that we would wish not to be. And then a lot of times it's easy to, when we're in these situations, to look outside for solutions. In a way, like maybe the government should solve this. Maybe your company should solve this to get you hired. You know, things outside of yourself should solve this. And I feel like this is even before the situation is more noticeable or more present in young people's, like young adults usually share more this opinion where it's, you know, being upset that the older generation or the government or whoever it is for not solving what they consider to be extremely urgent problems, whether that's climate change, you know, low minimum wages, expensive healthcare, a lot of student debt, and so many other things that, for them, for a lot of people, maybe you listening, are very important issues that the government should solve or that someone else should solve or if, that even you want to solve, but you don't really want to start with ourselves. You know, you don't want to start with you just, you know, maybe getting your room in order, maybe getting a, a better job, maybe, you know, focusing on yourself first. And, you know, speaking of the issues, I'm not going to get into any politics of any of them. That's not what I do. But what I'm going to do, probably risking upsetting some of you, is to argue why most people shouldn't be focused on so many of these issues, especially young people who are are still trying to figure out their lives. The reason for this is I want to share a quote from Jordan Peterson, which is quoting, people who don't have their own houses in order should be very careful before they go about reorganizing the world. Now, this was a... Um, a quote he shared and in this Q&A that it, where I believe he shared this if I'm remembering correctly he was asked the following question quoting again by the, a young lady in the audience so how can young people even take personal responsibility if they'll never have the financial means to own things to be responsible over for example a house a car a family all these end quotes there now, the woman who asked the question argued that when Jordan Peterson gives advice like clean your room, 
he doesn't understand how some issues are so far out of people's controls that taking personal responsibility will not really help at the moment. They would rather, you know, for these issues, they believe that collective responsibility should take priority, which means we should be more focused on this global crisis as individuals than on our own lives, our own issues that are, you know, maybe financial, relationship-wise, health-wise. And while I can, in a sense, empathize with the frustrating sense of, you know, feeling powerless, of not being able to have the impact we desire, I really must disagree with this whole argument and everything it represents, in a way. And in my opinion, and, you know, disclaimer, this is all my opinion, so take it with a grain of salt. But in my opinion, this just feels extremely naive. Because the thing that seems to be lost in this argument is that collective responsibility can only form from a bunch of individuals who first adopted this responsibility in their lives and then came together for something greater than themselves. It's never, you know, a person was, uh, you know, never cleaned their room, couldn't make money for themselves, lives with their parents, you know, overall, no responsibility that then rises up to solve all these problems. It's never like that. It's always people who already were used to not only holding a lot of responsibility, but being successful at it, that then can come to solve these issues. In a lot of ways, with help of people who are still, you know, struggling to find that discipline and that responsibility in their own lives. But you can expect one of those to actually lead these causes. And I believe it can only happen this way because we must have a foundation for what we are trying to impose on everyone else. Especially these big challenges that require a lot of common effort of a lot of people. The same habits that are going to be required for us to take responsibility of our own lives will also be required here. But the consequences here of failing to stick with them will be much greater. Because at this point, it's not only about yourself when we're talking about these big issues. If you fail to, you know, not only be accountable to your responsibilities, but to succeed in them, a lot of people are going to suffer pretty much. And that being said, not I really want to address as well the complaint that young people have it so hard that they can't even own things to be responsible, that student debt is so high, all of these issues that I'm not going to say they're not serious. But, you know, these issues that seem so hard and so impossible to even start, well, you can always start with yourself. And I want to share a quote here to emphasize my point, which is, quoting, Everything can be taken from a man but one thing, the last of the human freedoms, to choose one's own attitude in any given set of circumstances, to choose one's own way. Now, for this, and end quote there, for this, you don't need a house, you don't need a car, you don't need a job, you don't need anything but yourself and something to strive towards. Whatever the circumstances you find yourself in, how hard they may be, and I don't want to sound like hypocritical here, and I'm not going to say that I have solutions because I have no solutions for you right now, but I know that there is a solution. And there is a step that you can take towards that solution. Even if it's a very tiny step, if you take one step after the other, no matter how long the road, if you can get ourselves to do that and keep taking small steps in the direction you want, at the bare minimum, you, at the bare minimum you'll find yourself much closer to where you want to be. And if you keep doing that, you'll not only get to where you want to be, you'll overcome that and you'll keep going forward. 
And that's how people who you see that, you know, not only overcame a lot of struggle, but also achieved a lot. That's how they did it. It wasn't from one day to the other. It was year after year after year, small step after small step, overcoming obstacles that they got there. And bringing you back to the quote I previously shared, I, I never mentioned who said it. Just to bring it back right now, the person who wrote it was Victor Frankl. Frankl. And he wrote this while relating his experience as a prisoner on a Nazi concentration camp. Now, this was a man who quite literally lost everything you can lose. His possessions, money, cars, all that stuff. His family. And even his name was replaced by a number while he was there. Now, despite all of this, all of this torture, physical and emotional, he never assumed that he couldn't have an impact, regardless of how small it may be. At the end of the day, he did what all of us wish we could have done when faced with such a harsh fate. And if you're reading this, you most certainly are not facing a similar challenge as Victor was, but you are without a doubt facing some challenge right now. And a lot of times these challenges, as I'm sure you know, can feel overwhelming, can bring anxiety, can feel like, can make you feel powerless at the end of the day. And it's really frustrating to see things we believe to be wrong around us, you know, whether that's like the issues, climate, depth, all of these things. And then, you know, feeling like you want to change these things and then be given advice like, you know, clean your room, start with yourself because it feels so insignificant. But, you know, the thing is, for how insignificant it may feel, what else can you do if you don't start with yourself and you don't get your shit, sorry for the language, but if you don't get your shit together, then you can't get any other, you know, anyone else's shit together or any other big issues solved because you can't even start with yourself. You can't even be that the rock in the middle of the storm that doesn't move. And it all starts with small steps. No one takes big leaps. And even if you, sometimes it seems like people take big leaps in results, in terms of, you know, actual progress, it was never like that. A lot of times that then you start to see the result of all the effort they put in. But the effort, you know, anyone who's got long-term success has had to put the effort day in and day out. That, that one is a certainty, absolutely. And that being said, I want to share just another quote as well here, which is by Mother Teresa, for, especially for these moments when it feels like it's very insignificant. And bear in mind, this was a woman who, <clears throat> pardon me, who went to, I believe, Africa or, you know, a very impoverished place. And really, you know, people called her crazy, called her, what are you doing? What, what can you do to help? You're just one. What are you going to do? And this is her quote. So quoting, if you can't feed a hundred people, then feed just one, end quotes. And I said, then she helped so many people, but it, it's always like that. It's always one action at a time. So don't underestimate the power of a small action towards the right, you know, quote unquote, right direction, because enough of these actions compounded over time on top of each other, they are the things that are going to actually give you your achievements that you want, the goals that you want to achieve. But it all starts with this first step. So I just want to finish. And this is going to be a shorter podcast. I just want to leave you with the words of a man that not only had to face extreme racism from his peers, from his country, but also had to suffer through countless death threats, moments where everything seemed to be lost. A man that was eventually murdered for sticking to his ideals, but nonetheless was able to change the course of history as we know it. And this is a quote. 
If you can't fly, then run. If you can't run, then walk. If you can't walk, then crawl. But whatever you do, you have to keep moving forward. End quote. This, who said this quote was Martin Luther King Jr. Thank you for listening.